Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We're back. We're the CU podcast. My nerd pencil fell for Tuesday, March 19th, 2019. Well, I said I'm here. I'm Pat Contry. Oh boy, do we have a, a, a beefy, beefy podcast for you all? Beefy. Uh, beefy. Uh, breaking news right before we start recording about Google uh, Stadia, 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 Stadia events. We have we have uh, uh, talk about uh, game preservation, including we missed out on the UWC wrestling prototype last week. Somehow uh, we forgot to put that down. Another NWC found Atari VCS delay. Uh, Bully Hunter style game team to, to to make sure your kids don't know how to play games anymore and, and piss them off. It's really weird. Scumbags of the week and more and more. Ian, what's been going on? Not a whole lot, Patrick. How about you? Oh, okay. Well, I ended a certain <laughs> Super Nintendo Kickstarter. You can still uh, you can still pre-order uh, Ultimate Nintendo Guide to the SNES Library at uh, ultimatesnes.com or supernesbook.com or I probably registered three or four of these. Any one of those you could you book snes.com. Yeah, any combination. Ultimate. Yeah, you can you can go there. You can still get it. I have three reviews left to write: Super Mario World, Super Mario All Stars. And Super Mario World slash All Stars, which isn't really a review. I actually stream me playing through Super Mario World on Saturday on Twitch. My first like official non NES marathon game streaming ever, and it went okay. I almost had a meltdown because like the USB controller wasn't working right. I couldn't get the uh, the analog uh, the, the the Super NT to work. The the audio wasn't working, so I went fucking emulator. I just did that. It took like a good six hours to play through Super Mario World with all the uh, alternate paths. So um, yeah, but it was fun. Yeah, it's a long time. game. Uh, yeah. Now, what's up with me is uh, there's there's <laughs> oh, tiles there's tiles falling off of my bathroom wall. That's fine. because the people next. So, I live in an apartment building. The people next door to us moved out, so now they're like putting they're you know they're ripping out the carpet. They're putting in a new bathtub, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I woke up from a. I was in the middle of a dream, one of those, like, in-between lucid sort of dream states, uh-huh. where I thought someone was playing um, dubstep music really, really loud, because <laughs> what it was was the banging from next door, and the saws, and all the fucking, like, tool noise uh-huh. in my head, you know, to my dreaming head. It was like, oh, man, someone needs to turn that dubstep down. But I woke up, realized what was going on. And then sat there for about 10 minutes, and uh, then I heard shattering. And I thought it was from... Nothing but shattered dreams! Shattered dreams! thought it was from next door, but no, they were they were uh, hitting the wall so hard that, yeah, tiles were falling off in my shower. So That's good stuff, Ian. It's the greatest. It's the best. That's that's it. That's all. This doesn't beat the experience from the marathon here, but it's, it's well. That was a special. <laughs> that yeah. was a special present. I'm not going to talk about publicly, of, of, but 
a very special episode. <laughs> a very special episode of the bathroom. That's where they talk to you afterwards, seriously, like a sitcom. Yeah, this is a, we present as a very special issue. If you know anyone, here's the eight hundred number. Talk, talk to your your church parishioner. Talk to an adult. Talk to a teacher. You don't you want know. to talk to your church. Well, well, some you know that's cleaned up somewhat, a little bit, hopefully. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, my church didn't have any shenanigans going on. I don't think maybe one guy. Maybe one guy. Anyway, Ian. Um, Pixel Dan. Our pal Pixel Dan was on Raw last night. Pixel Dan, if you don't know. I have to look that up. He's a YouTuber. He's got. He's one of the first. Uh, I call him a preeminent toy reviewer. Before before now, you have little kids making millions of dollars on Twitch playing toys with the toys. It should have been Dan because Dan was doing this playing 10 years toys? ago. Playing with toys. <laughs> I'm playing toys. You know, Playing toys. They're playing toys. Um, and, and, but Dan's also a pro wrestler on the side. Uh, I don't know how he does this, but he's a pro wrestler for a long time. So he he was uh, on Raw. Usually they they ask for you know, when, when Raw has like extra people, like security guards or you know ancillary characters. They usually ask the independent locals, like why not right. get them involved? Good goodwill, good faith. Um, and so plus it's probably easy. <laughs> they, they, right. they know the business. So Dan was one of uh, No Way Jose's uh, entourage dancing around, and I did not notice watching. Somehow. Because how you how you gonna look for him? He was wearing all purple and glasses, but once someone tweeted it, now you can't take your eyes off because Dan's just like his face is like, What? What? Like, oh, I, like how we know Dan <laughs> in the background. So he's uh allegedly he might be on SmackDown tonight. So check out SmackDown. He might be in the background. I'm hoping he gets beat up by Becky Lynch as a security guard. That'd be hysterical. Like, yeah. I'm hoping for something like that. That would be fun. He'll be like, Whoa, he gets smacked in the face and just go down hard. It'd be funny as so. hell. I love Dan. I um, love Dan too. I miss Dan. Uh, we'll talk about. Do you think he just eats the rocks diet? You know that one that I brought up on the podcast once. One that's like all cod. <laughs> I've seen Dan with that shirt off. You know he keeps in wrestling shape, but yeah. I don't know if he's in rock shape. Oh, okay. I'll just say that. <laughs> okay. Um, he's not in cod shape. He's not in all three hundred grams of, of cod <laughs> a day. No, he's not. Um, as a funny aside, Rock was in my dreams last night. Well, we all I, had some wild ass dreams. No, no, it's probably. Related to the fact that I watch wrestling, but whenever I have, I always tell people this: I don't have too many recurring dreams. I have recurring dreams of of uh, being in college, and I find out there's like a, an essay due the next day, like a twelve page paper I didn't start. You still get that dream? Yes, that's terrifying. I'm hard. I I do not that's miss college awful. at all because of that. Uh, I get dreams where I'm in grade school, my real grade school, and I see my uh, bus pulling away, and I'm horrified. That happened to me twice as a kid. Um, that's my other recurring. My third recurring dream is that I'm a pro wrestler who's never used. You, ne- I never even get a chance to get in the ring. And All right, I, and that happened again last night, but this time <laughs> The Rock was in the dream because because in my dream, I in my dream I'm still with the WWE. I haven't been there. I I signed like six years ago. I haven't been on TV like in five. And The Rock, so I'm, I'm basically become like Hurricane Helms because The Rock comes up to me and he's like, pal, you know, W's going to fire you. They haven't been around. What's going on? I said, The Rock. I didn't call him The Rock. I said, Rock, the they, rock. Have, they haven't used me in five years. And I said, thanks to you, you, you put me in a little program. That was great five years ago, but they didn't do anything with me after that. Right. So that was my dream. Part of my dream last night. There was also a kid that drowned I won't get into. That was horrifying uh, at my old uh, uh, home back in New Jersey. But anyway, so that was that. Uh, now we got some we got some uh, Disney uh, Disney uh, MCU n- uh, news. First, the Avengers trailer, uh, the final trailer came out, and this should be the, uh, for Endgame. This should be the, the model textbook, yes. textbook 
we don't want to give away too much, but still get your... They put on a goddamn clinic with that trailer. Yes. <laughs> that was a trailer of all uh, phrases and images from past movies and all shit from like the first 20 minutes of the movie, save for probably a few scenes. Yeah, because everything, clearly. a lot of it was callbacks or, you know... Or crying about half the world dying. Right. right. So it, yeah. it's, it's early stuff. Yeah. It's early stuff. So I'm, ex- I'm, I'm more excited for this than probably for... Uh, I think even more. I was way excited for Civil War more than I think Infinity War. This, I since I literally don't know what they're going to do, and most of us don't. They're keeping it so secret. I mean, people have have uh, postulated. Well, maybe they'll go back in time. They'll try to get the Infinity Stones before Thanos does. But you still don't know. We don't know where they're going or what's who's going to be fighting what. Sure. And keep in mind that you know, as some people learned last year, uh, they 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 put misdirection in their trailers. Oh they yeah, put misdirection in their commercials. No Hulk, no Hulk in Wakanda. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they didn't have that. Hulk was, Hulk was beat. Hulk got got two pieced out in the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> he was done. So so it's a uh, like I said, I'm super excited. Plus, since since they're closing the Fox deal like next week, I'm like. Twisting my nipples, hoping they put some there's sort going, of image of the Fantastic Four X Men somewhere in the background. Even they're like going to get a, they're, they're going to get a teaser. They have well, to get some sort of teaser. Like I don't care if like it's Doctor Strange like looking in other dimensions and you see the Fantastic Four like in the background fighting like the like some scrollers like just just like a, a second for the for for all of us to just like explode in our pants. That's all I'm asking for. Not too much more. Let me see some of Scott Summers' crisp nips. Chris Scott Summers' crisp, crisp nips. Justice for Cyclops, finally, yeah. in, in, in the MCU. <laughs> he treated like shit in all the X-Men movies. He's like treated like like a clown. Um, he is a clown a lot of the time. But no, he but he's can, a solid he, leader. He, he means be, well. He can be written as a good character. He means well. Yes. Yeah, he's a schoolboy. He's a Boy Scout. But, I mean, he's treated like a punk in the original X-Men movies. It wasn't even in the second and third ones, really. At all, um, and then uh, James Gunn was rehired by Disney for Guardians of the Galaxy three. Eight this months is crazy. Ago. You kind of hey, felt this was coming, I, though, I, I, I because mean, they didn't re- they didn't hire anyone else, right? In between, it, it's it's what every it, it's what everyone wanted. It's what everyone hoped. It's what made sense. But we're in a world where nothing that we hope for happens, and nothing makes sense. So, yes. In my head, this was always how it was going to go, but I didn't think that was a guarantee. Well, the cast wrote that letter saying, we want him back. You shouldn't fire him. Batista straight out says, I'm not doing it unless he comes back. Uh, he said that. Um, so he was probably still in their contract, though. They probably could have forced him or sued him for a ton of money. There was some rumor yeah. going around that it might have been. If he hadn't come back, it might have been... Um, uh, the guy did throw Ragnarok? around. Taika Waititi, yeah. Yeah, but he turned down and said, I don't want to do it. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so That would have been the only so, reasonable substitution. So they were in pre-production back in whenever he got fired, like, what was it, late summer, early fall. They were starting pre-production. So about, they probably would have been filming pretty soon, probably to come out next year, because three years after the, the sequel in 2017. So that it's, still, it's probably still going to come out next year, but now they're probably going to be filming it later in the year, because James Gunn is now doing the... It's not even a soft reboot, a full reboot of Suicide Squad. Since the DCEU is a fucking nightmare and it's and it's totally collapsed on itself like a neutron star, like we said. And people yeah. were saying, no, it hasn't. Yes, it has. Yeah. It's fucking done. The next Batman movie is going to be in the 90s? That's the, they, that's, 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 that's what they say. How, it, the DCU, it's like, and I realize this is perhaps just coincidence, but it's funny how they look at Marvel and go, oh, okay, yeah, we'll do one of those. So we just had Captain Marvel... You know, with its '90s setting, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah, do Batman that way." I don't, 
<laughs> I don't either. They probably didn't say like, that, but they, I probably, know. but they probably figured, well, Wonder Woman's in the 80s, yeah. the sequel coming out. These Avengers movies are uh, doing well. Uh, we need that Justice League right now. We're going to rush it. Yeah, that didn't work Oh, out. 90s? 90s but, Batman, please. So the guy who plays Cyborg, I believe, is out since like, I, we talked about it. They, cu- they canceled the Cyborg movie. I think the Flash movie's been canceled forever. They it know, has been, yeah. They don't know what they're doing. You're going to have Aquaman movies and Wonder Woman movies that are totally unrelated to each other. And these one-off series and like a Joker movie that no one really wants that's going to come out. Like That's what you're going to have. I definitely want Idris Elba in the Suicide Squad. Will Smith to Idris Elba. It's a slight upgrade, I guess. It's a huge... <laughs> it, look, both are fine, fine individuals. Idris Elba is a fine actor. Yes. And a fine man. You like, you like him because he's a DJ. I think that's why. No. Like I, he's, I, got a, he's got a Netflix series I now know. where he's a DJ turned nanny. It's like, the, it's like the modern who's the boss. I guess that's what it is. He can rap. He can DJ. He can just sit there and look handsome. He's the sexiest man alive. Oh, God. Too. Yes, it's you, true. Do you need time alone for the Idris Elba? I do. You want to hang out with my ex and just talk about <laughs> Idris Elba for hours on end? You I probably could. can. I could. I mean, you know, she, he was definitely the hall pass in our relationship. I was like, yeah, fine. Yeah, I'm going to you know, <laughs> fucking jump on in front of me. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. He's worth it. Um, and, and then in weird news, we have to bring up, uh, unfortunately the massacre in New Zealand, uh, Christchurch, uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, white supremacist that gunned down scores of people, unfortunately. And, um, he live streamed it because he's a fucking, obviously a psychopath maniac. And that's the world we live in. And, uh, before he, before the, the massacre, he, 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 he did, he did the subscribe to PewDiePie meme. So now the reason we bring this up is because we, we've talked about PewDiePie in the past, uh, before, uh, I talked about it a lot when you were out, when, when, when you were out, that's when a lot of the stuff happened with the Washington post and calling him out on all his, uh, bad anti-Semitic jokes in the past and things of that nature. And, um, what I said at the time, which I'll repeat now is that there's a reason certain people uh, like and follow you. There's a reason that like a white supremacist site, like the daily stormer at the time, like you were, PewDiePie was like the poster boy. Like he was on their site. Like he was like featured on their site because PewDiePie was looked at as, Oh, he's our guy. He's red pilled. He's, he's wink, wink, nudge, nudging our movement. And so when you have a white supremacist, uh, piece of garbage like this invoke your name you can say yeah well it's because of the meme of subscribe to pewdiepie versus the whole t-series thing which is a whole other dumb conversation i don't get into but he probably likes what you what he thinks you stand for and that's really unfortunate just because now you're intrinsically linked to this event even in that weird off puttish way of what this guy said before he went on his rampage and I would just say this because now, now Felix knows who we are if he didn't before. And I'll say the same thing is that you have to watch, you have to watch your, what audience likes you and why, why, why are you, why are you being uh, glorified by a certain audience? Why all of a sudden are, are you a poster child for a certain audience? You cannot ignore that. You cannot ignore the message you're putting out to the world uh, when you're, you know, when you're a huge YouTuber with, with like, uh, you know, whatever, and it is 90 million subscribers, you have to pay attention to what you do. You do. You have a responsibility. Oh, yeah. Or otherwise, this shit's going to get happen. I actually feel bad that he's now linked to this because obviously, you know, it, it's he probably feels disgusted about it. But this is the, the energy that was put out into the world. These are the things put out, and these are the people that got attached to you for whatever reason. Anything else to add? Or I, I don't want to do this today. No, I don't want to do this one. Okay. I agree with, with, with you know, 
largely what you say. Um, okay. The people who like you and the people who follow you are a good barometer of what you've put out. It's a good barometer of, of your message. Yeah. Indirectly or directly. It's a barometer. Okay. On to uh, GDC news, Ian, the Game Developers Conference. And uh, Google, our pals at Google, uh, finally announced something that people saw coming. This was in, in the trades. It has to do with uh, cloud gaming. Yep. Everyone thought that this was initially going to be a uh, hoax. but It's going to be a hoax? Well, yeah, people, I mean... That's people... right. I made you see people thought it was going to be a hoax because they, they, they had the controller mock-up for this Google system. Yeah. It's the Stadia. It's the Stadia. Stadia and events. No, just Stadia. It is a streaming service, essentially, uh, for gaming that Google's going to um, come out with. And there are already some... Um, Examples of you know this sort of technology uh, existing. Uh, the the PlayStation Now um, program, for instance, uh, is the streaming arm of the Sony PlayStation Four. You can log in, pick from you know PS3 uh, and I believe now PS4 games, PS2 games, and they'll stream them to your system. So that's what Google is going for. And they're going for um, basically being able to stream any PC game. Um, and they will work on... All you need is a device that has uh, like Google Chrome on it or something like that. Um, it'll be... It'll Which will be with, any tablet. Yeah, yeah, it's going to work with TVs, tablets, laptops, laptops, and phones. Your phones. I was going to say, yeah, a lot of smart TVs have a, some sort of browser on them too. Yeah, exactly. Or you can install something on it. Or you can probably get a little box that has it on it, you know, like a streaming box. Um, it'll have its own controller, although I can't imagine that that would be uh, necessary. Um, probably not. I don't see why it would right, be. Any I, USB controller would probably function. And the controller is like, it, it's your standard looking Xbox One, this generation yeah, controller. It, it, it's what, it's, it's every mashup of an Xbox and it, PS4 controller that's out there. Yeah, you get you get two analog thumbsticks, you get a D-pad, you get triggers, you get four face buttons, start, select, home. But yeah, it's every controller you've seen at this point. Kind of hard to reinvent the wheel at this point, right? Um, so it, it could be interesting. It, it, it by doing this, it you know it eliminates the need for people to constantly have and update new technology in their home. Yeah. The tagline is uh, I don't know if it's a tagline, but it, I see I've seen it come up a couple times now in articles and news is that they're building a game platform for everyone. They basically yep, want it to be. They want it to be as easy as TV. They, they they say that they want it to be able to, you know, you or the internet. You turn it on, and you go. Sure. And there's something to be said for that. So the goal is that uh, it'll launch a streaming game in less than five seconds. You, you can click on it. This is, they want to do a YouTube integration, because obviously it's the same right. company, Google. Click on YouTube video slash link, and you can play game instantly. Works over screens, desktop, laptop, TV, tablets, phones. It's not a box. So I guess in theory that means that uh, on the service you can be watching a YouTube video of someone, or even obviously YouTube has a streaming service that's you know way behind Twitch. But uh, you can be on a game. There could be a link. Play this game now. Click on it, and you're playing that game if you're subscribed to the service. Right. That's really that's really the the best sort of integration uh, way you can integrate this with your current audience and really advertise it as well. This is they can advertise it in every YouTube video with a game that's supported. You know, a brand new AAA game comes, game comes out, and then okay, play this game, pay whatever it is, twenty five bucks a month or twenty bucks a month, and you can play playing it in five seconds. That that's appealing to someone who doesn't want to go out and spend five hundred dollars on a PS five. Yeah, you know, problematically, uh, I, I'm interested in seeing how this is going to turn out on the 
PlayStation Now network, it worked pretty well for a lot of things. Um, you know, uh, RPGs, strategy games, uh, action games, um, you know, that were relatively basic, I guess. It, however, they, there there is issues. Obviously, it's streaming. Streaming can drop, hiccup, it can lag. Um, it makes it really tough for this to be currently in its current state um, useful for playing fighting games that sure. it throws that off you know uh, the timing so exact yeah games that require more precision it's it's not the best for so obviously that's going to be something that you know that's going to be a big hurdle they didn't immediately clarify here it says how fast the user's internet needs to be they did say this though uh, 4k 60 frames per second at launch that's that you need a believe it when you, I see it you need a good internet connection yeah. Especially over Wi-Fi, like I have fiber optic, I'm probably pretty good, but most people have to upgrade in order to have that be. If they want 4K, well, I don't have a 4K TV, I wouldn't have to do it. But you know, obviously, you need a 4K monitor to get the most out of it. Um, eventually, up to 8K, because at this point, it doesn't matter anymore. 85K, because the human eye cannot decipher it anymore. So what's the point? You're looking just, into someone's soul. I mean, seriously, how much resolution do you think we could see, people? That's a stop at some point. <laughs> So the, one of the things that, that they mentioned is that you could like also play games at points. So if you're watching a video and it's, I guess it's configured, you can say, I want to play the game right at that point. Actually, that makes and sense. jump in. Yeah. That's weird, but it, it could easily do it. That it just turns things upside down, I believe. That changes how video games are played going forward if that becomes a thing. Because then all of a sudden, you don't have to wade through like, tutorials or first and second stages. You can just jump in and play where someone's at. I, as a purist, that bothers me, but I guess it's play however you want. Like Netflix, watch at whatever point you want. But you know, the, with games, it's a little bit different. For with larger games and whatnot, there's always the. I mean, if you're jumping in and taking their spot, their inventory is going to be different. Sure, this, that, and the next thing that so. makes sense. But I guess it's more they want to want to push the interactivity with well YouTube because Twitch is a competitor. So really, this would be something perfect with Twitch. But they're not going to be doing it, which, which, right. which is where I question, uh, why not? Because Twitch is going to be a, a huge audience for something like this. You can get streamers on board uh, to use this. Might as well do um, both. You might as well do it, even though you don't own it. You might as well buy in and work something out with Amazon for that. Because why wouldn't you want the biggest Twitch streamers, like our pal Ninja, why would you want him using this directly and say hey guys you can jo- if, it's, if it's a multiplayer game hey guys how about you know five of you join me right now and play right here right. I mean everyone would go out and buy I mean everyone would get it or ask their parents because they don't have credit cards because they're all 15 right. but, you know, like, but you know what I'm saying like the, the advertising is built in YouTube is so far behind with their streaming service I mean people do use it but the biggest people are all on Twitch as far as I know I don't even I don't even gauge who's on YouTube gaming I don't right. that was sort of like not a fail experiment but they didn't catch up with that uh, yeah, this is going to be, you know, it's going to be an interesting price point. I don't think they announced that yet. There's going to be a Google Assistant integration with it, asking how to get past parts of the game. That's interesting. The controller is a standard controller. It's, it looks like the same thing they do with any new system. It's like the same one with the Atari VCS, which get into, like, just different colors. Mm-hmm. Um, you, there's, a, there's an instant share button for YouTube. Uh, that'll be on the controller. Uh, oh, they put the Konami code in the back of the controller. That's kind of cute for whatever reason. I'm not sure why they would do that. Did they? I don't see that. It was one of the pictures on, on the Twitter uh, moment. Oh, okay. They, they put it on, for, I guess, for fun. Funsies in the back there. For shits and giggles. You can use a console, PC, tablet, smartphone, or any device. That's great. 
list of partners they have. I don't know who these people are. Oh, Unity. Uh, I can't see, read some of the other ones. Oh, Unreal Engine, huh? Not an Unreal Tournament game. Okay. Um, they want to bring back couch multiplayer. Split screen gaming will take toll on performance for each player's view. That's very interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. There's some way that you can play the same uh, you know, squad-based shooter game uh, and then split out this, your own individual screens. That that's a game changer. Yep, that's cool. Uh, I'll, I'll give him that. Um, uh, let's see what else. Any other highlights? We, we parental controls. Uh, so this is just brand new. It's launching in U.S., Canada, U.K., and most of Europe. I'm guessing they're going to gauge uh, who has the infrastructure to handle this. Yeah, you can't launch. You can't launch it and then have people bitch about I can't play these games. Right. So and this is go, goes back to where we are with the internet even in this country. Yes, if you live in a metropolitan area, if you live in San Diego, if you live. Uh, in a major suburbia area, your internet should be fine. If you live somewhere, maybe in the Midwest, somewhere maybe off the beaten track, you're out of luck still. Because there's some places where you still can't get, you know, more than, like, you have to get satellite internet in some areas still. So, it's going to take a while uh, to get, you know, fiber optic everywhere. Google Fiber is in a lot of places. We have fiber optic laid by um, Cox Cable in this area. We're okay uh, here, but this won't be for everyone still. Right. So you're going to have to, you have to really have to see uh, what your areas uh, can support. And like I said, I think, like you said, they didn't even say what what's the minimum speed you need. Yeah, this. which I have, I have a feeling that's going to be relatively high. What do, you, what do you think the price is going to be per month for something like this? I don't think it's going to be cheap. No. For any game that they license, it's 30 bucks a month, 40 a month? 30 a month is what PlayStation charges. So you think it'll be around there? I have a feeling, yeah, because they can take, they can look at it from a business perspective and say, okay, it's forty, but they also need to have, you know, PlayStation Network on top of it. So, I think they could probably find a way to make it forty nine ninety nine a month. And also, I guess it depends on what what. Obviously, they, they want the best games to attract people, and I, at this point, um, it, obviously, this would be a coup if they can get games that were uh, at some point just exclusive to a console and get them on the streaming service as well, then that's a game changer. Because we spoke about right. that, I think, in the past about that be a possibility in the future about, all right, well, you're streaming PC games, sure, but what about console games right. and getting them on board? And at that point, it's like, okay, we really, don't, we really don't need any more game consoles, which is what Microsoft is probably heading towards we thought already. Yeah. Like, I think Microsoft basically is saying, well, okay, we can still make money on but we're not, it's not our business anymore. Right. Just Sony and Nintendo. And Sony's probably going to be shit out of luck eventually too if this picks up. You know, so all right. Anything else to add here? Nah. No, we're, we're, I think I might be on board for this because I don't like the idea of buying a new console every two, three years. I just don't. Or upgrading my PC every year. I'm getting too old for that. I'm not in my twenties anymore. I, I'm tired of buying, you know, eight hundred dollar uh, video cards. You know, and, and but I'm done. I'm into, the, <laughs> I'm into the idea. Just it needs to be proven to me that it can work. Sure, we got time. We don't know when, when it's going to come out yet, right? Did they reveal that? Okay. I don't believe so. Probably next year. We'll see. Okay. In uh, Yeah, so we got we've got Game two, Preservation News. Two bits of uh Game Preservation news, news when it comes to game preservation. One that we should have uh started we should have talked about <laughs> last week. We should you want to start with that one or, or Yeah, to? I mean we'll start with that one. So the one that we missed last week uh, I, I again I know how we missed it because we both talked about it beforehand yeah. and we just didn't put it down in the topic. Uh, it was very exciting. List. It was right after the 
the marathon. That's true. Um, Excuses. So UWC Wrestling Prototype. So UWC was Universal Wrestling Corporation. This was that weird period <laughs> when it was like NWA right before WCW, before it transitioned to WCW. They were figuring it out. Uh where it was going so universal wrestling corporation which i don't even know was that even like a tv show ever i don't think so it says the, uh, I, I so it's called uwc which stands for universal wrestling corporation the placeholder name that was used by wcw during its purchase by ted turner in 1988 so we're talking like probably like a six month period of time or something like this is going to be our name that oh no we're going to go to world championship wrestling right in between so um which i used to watch on tbs by the way I, I watched some good old WCW in the late 80s, early 90s. Oh, yeah. I, I, I saw the first Clash of the Champions. I saw that Ric Flair sting match on TV when it went to the draw at the end, when he had him in the Scorpion Deathlock. Oh, yeah. And Ric Flair was like, no, and he didn't give up. And that was my first time I saw Sting and Ric Flair, I believe. Yeah. I was like, what was that, 89? Something like yeah, that. Something yeah, something like that. So um, it was discovered by Stefan Reese, a.k.a. Archon 1981. Who's a YouTuber? Um, got a hold of the copy of it uh, from Zex and Nintendo a, employee, a former Nintendo employer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who was given the game for testing simply because apparently that guy liked wrestling and he just held on to it forever and never got rid of it. Um, the ROM will be dumped online soon, so that anyone who wants to check it out can. It looks a little bit like the WCW game that came that ended up coming out. However, when you watch it, it's not. It's noticeably missing some things like the it's, the power bars and it's and a different that. game. Yeah, it's a different game. Which the is, sprites just the the wrestlers themselves have a slightly similar look. And this is why it's interesting. It's interesting because originally I, I believe the employee just figured, oh, it's just a, it's just a prototype for the WCW game. And it's not. It's a totally different game. Uh, so um, no one knew about this game. Like this was on anyone's radar. Yeah. This was like this wasn't like a game like like BioForce Eight that you heard of for a long time. They finally found it. This was like holy shit! This is a new game that we didn't know about. That's pretty much finished. Yeah. So I don't know how this slipped under the radar. This this is one of those tales of game preservation where you know if no one from the company tells you about it or keeps keeps records, it gets lost to the annals of time. And so when you look at it, it's what it's eight eight uh, wrestlers. You can do tag team right or single player action. And uh, who are the wrestlers we got here? We got... Uh, so there's Red Warrior Hawk, Red Warrior Animal, Bobby Eaton. I think it's Stan Lane, not Lex Luger, for the Midnight Express, right? Yeah. Uh, Ric Flair. Uh, Sting. Sting? You want, you want Sting? Sting's got to be in there. Yeah, it's Sting. Okay. Top row there. Uh, and then who's the other guy there? I can't find the full list right now on it. Uh... Yeah, yeah, Bobby and Stanley from from the Midnight Express. I think it's that Barry Windham. That's right. Uh, yeah, so it's this is like the the bigger names back then in NWA. Sting was still pretty new, yeah. but he he got uh, he got very popular. So it's it's you know it's it's a it's a nuts and bolts looking wrestling game, right? When you look at the the, the gameplay is already online, which is great. And like I said, they got the Frank Savola, Frank Savola, the Video Game History Foundation to pres- to preserve it. He actually he actually did a. It's funny he actually tweeted himself doing like a like a. Uh, like a speed run of, of preserving the ROM. Oh yeah, super, saw, yeah, from yeah. his uh, analog mini NT, which I God, I should have got a mini NT. I don't know why I didn't get one. Uh, yeah, there's an elimination series single match. Um, some of the animations look like they could have been a predecessor to the WCW game, but yeah, but, like the kicks, like the kicks look like they have no frames of animation, just like the original. Or just the like drop the kick looks similar. Out. Yeah. So basically, everything from grappling to a lot of the assets around it look different. Um, 
you know, look different, but some like the striking looks the same. But it, but it's a different game. Yeah, you cannot really call it a, a prototype of the other one. It's just an entirely oh, different yeah. game because mm-hmm. because even the wrestling the wrestler list is entirely different. Uh, yeah, this, so this was slated for I guess for eighty nine, and WCW wrestling came out in ninety. So that was enough time. And that developer was this one. This developer, Seda. what's that? Seda did this one. Did this UWC? Oh yeah. The one for uh, NES was Nihon Busan. Did that? Okay. I don't know if they're related to Sita at all. Um, but no, this is an interesting time for game preservation, obviously. We'll get into the other story in a second. And uh, I'm, I'm just happy. There's not much else to say about this. It almost looks like it's it's the WCW style of pro wrestling on the NES. That's what it kind of looks right. like and kind of plays as. Except there's submissions and things like that. There's a elbow on the head. <laughs> there's a suplex. There's a, like, a, like, like a scorpion death lock. Um, I don't know. I have to watch more gameplay. I'm guessing all the guys have a similar moveset, but I'd have to see. And play through it. There's a referee in the, in the ring, so it's like the, yeah, it's like it was modeled after pro wrestling. Like they kind of went from there. You go out, you can go outside the ring. Uh, the referee has has pink uh, shoes on, which is cute. So, <laughs> all right, there you have it. Uh, so thanks to uh, Arkan 91 for helping uh, to uh, preserve it there. And we're going to get to him again in another topic. But you want, do you want to talk about uh, the High Ten Bomberman? Yeah. So this is actually High Ten Bomberman. <laughs> this is awesome. Um, so. Just a few days after, uh, like a week after that happened with uh, uh, UWC, um, <coughs> Frank Cifaldi of Video Game History or, uh, Foundation tweeted out that um, Takeshi Maijin, the uh, main character in Adventure Island, uh, the famous guy who could fire off 16 shots in a second with a controller. Um, oh, could he really? Yeah, that's what the shooting. And he was a model for 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 Master Higgins. Yeah, yeah, um, he was the uh, lead character in Adventure Island for Master Higgins. Uh, he sent the long lost High Ten Bomberman game disc to Game Pres, which appears to be a game preservation organization in Japan. Oh, interesting. Um, this is crazy because uh, this game never got a a uh, official release. Well, this, well, explain so, explain well, the yeah, game yeah, premise. Yeah. First. So basically, High Ten Bomberman is high definition ten player Bomberman. Uh, it was only used uh, for the summer. Well, for the most part, only used for the um, 1993 summer caravan. I think we've talked about these briefly somewhere on the podcast before. But a, a, a Hudson caravan was like a touring um, competition that went around in the summers in Japan. Um, and they would make up games for some of these. Yeah. Okay. And um, they would, yeah. So usually there was like, uh, that's like where, um, actually, Rekko is a different one. But ca- ca- summer caravans and summer carnivals were the, the touring like game competitions. So sure. you would always find like special games made for them to bring people out. So for this one, it was High Ten Bomberman. Um, High Ten Bomberman uses high definition technology at a time when that was basically unheard of. Uh, NHK, the, which is the broadcasting corporation over there, one of them, um, had a lot of, I don't know, I guess faith or stock in high-definition stuff, so they wanted to show it off to the people. So the, so HDTVs were like a new concept, so this was almost like a, just a, a proof of concept to show you this is what the future is going to be. Right, so the TVs that it, were, were, that it was run on um, were multiple million dollar televisions just, they didn't in exist. terms of price, yeah. and the system that the game ran on was it's custom hardware. It was uh, basically powered by two PC Engine core duos 
as well as other things. Um, and it was stated that those systems cost up to two two million each. Uh, for yeah, that seems that seems pricey. It seems high, but when you, that, when you yeah. look at that, when you look at the, uh, the there's a there's an image of a, the competition at the time. With there he is. Looks like Master Higgins himself hosting it with a with a yellow Hudson B shirt that I must find a yellow Hudson B polo shirt. I will pay any amount of money for that. Anyway, um, the TV looks like a standard high definition, almost like a plasma heavy glass, like the first generation of these HD TVs that came out in like the early two thousands. That's what it looks like. It looks like it's only like about a forty inch TV, 30, 36 inch, something like that. And yeah, you can see that you can see the um, about. 10 people playing on a gray looks like a, a just a, a, a standard uh, piece engine uh, you know core yeah that's all that they're playing on it the rest, with, with, with a turbo tap with a white piece engine turbo tap coming there's out there's two turbo taps that are uh, themed to look like Bomberman so you're saying though they were, they were somehow cording together the two different PC engines yeah it, it, it's the, the system Daisy was Link. built using no two cores it's oh two cores in it system, okay because yeah. the picture I'm looking at they're, they're actually playing on on uh, just looks like a one uh, one PC engine Let's 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 it's redesigned inside with different yeah, guts. Yeah, that's that's what I must. That's that's what it must be. Sure. Either way, it's really cool to see it. Um, other than that caravan, it was put on display for a short period of time where people could play it. Uh, but other than that, it's never really been seen since. And uh, while you know the custom hardware is still thought to be long gone, at least now the code can be studied and looked at, and people can see how Cor- it's done. According to this threat thread in recent era it was it was 1035i so not exactly 1080 that's freaking close right and then i won't get into interlace versus progressive back then for something like this it doesn't matter really um it was 60 frames uh or no it was, it was not 60 frames like trying to find the frames on this i don't know if it was 60 frames but the fact that it was it was 1035i it was, it's a widescreen image it's like a 169 yeah. this is what would have been needed for the saturn templar bomberman like as you play, play that game it's a little tough to see everything sure so this is almost like the predecessor to that idea. You probably would say, like, yeah, oh. the characters are smaller, but it's obviously a much crisper image. So. Sure. So I guess the bad news about this, if you want to say any bad news, is that it's gonna be hard to emulate this and and, and play this. You have to recreate the. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing uh, anyone can do with it right now. The sure. code can be studied. <laughs> Maybe something will pop up. You'd have to like write a whole new emulator just to play this one game. Yeah. Which someone will probably do. There'll be a nut out there that says, "You know, I want to play this game. Let's do it," and uh, they'll they'll go for it. I wonder if any of the, any of the systems or hardware still exists. That's yeah, that's my question. That would be maybe there's something. Come on, there. Master Higgins, you holding out on us? You got you got the hardware sitting around somewhere. <laughs> I don't I know. I guess you'd hook it up to a, a composite cable or a component back then or something like that to get the different resolution on the TV. Interesting. Hudson saw put. They're pushing the technology. Yep. They did it with the CD-ROM tech. They did it with HD. Ten player bomberman, you gotta love the B. Well, Konami, do something, please, with the property. Something, do something with them. Don't don't make me don't make me buy them from you. The hostile takeover, just just to, I can get a new bonk game. You know, it's actually funny when you see a picture of uh, what's his name. Uh, there's a picture of him, uh, Taka- Takahashi Majin. Bald, he looks like bonk. <laughs> like there's pictures of him, like he looks like he was the model <laughs> for bonk as well. He he might have been. Who knows? He's happy-go-lucky sort of guy. He actually does. Even look at the Pat version. He looks like Bonk. You see the picture of him bald? Look up his name and do a Google image search, and you'll see a picture of him bald. It's like, yeah, that's kind of Bonkish. how he looks. He's got the forehead of Bonk. I'm not just making this up. Uh, yeah, just look real quick. There's, there's bald pictures of him. There. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's Bonk, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> 
So um, the Washington Post also did a, an article about game preservation, which uh, I thought was interesting just because, well, it's, it's a major newspaper, and they're recognizing this as well. And then Frank Cifaldi tweeted out, uh, it, it, not not the we've this is all issues we talked about before. How to keep classic video games from getting lost forever? Um, copyright system needs to be updated to protect the games. It, it's that argument uh, about this. This is from Bo Brunson um, talking about all the copyrighted works and and legislation uh, that he feels need to be changed. He talks about playing you know Super Mario Brothers with his daughter and things of that nature. But what about games that you can't easily you know play? And what I'm going to say this is that it's always the argument I talked about before that I, I kind of disagree with some of my colleagues about is that let's not conflate game preservation with ease of access to old games. To me, there are two different issues. And I think we just have to keep that in mind whenever we talk about, well, should these games always be readily available for sale in a perfect world? Yes, but it's not always easy to accomplish that for tons of different reasons that we can talk about for like 15 minutes probably about doing that. Um, and I will say this is that going forward we have to worry about i think more for the digital games that won't be available in physical horror the 30 year old games don't worry about it there'll be a way to play those forever we already have them let's worry about the newer ones and what to do about that i think that's really more my issue is people worry about these games from the past not being easily available to buy still it's like well let's worry about the games now that are going to disappear once the servers are shut off Uh, that's really the ones you have to be concerned with let's figure let's figure that out and Ian just is still looking at pictures of Master Higgins. Is that I was looking at some Master Higgins, yeah. Okay. But you know where I stand on this. We've talked about sure. it. Sure. I, I stand more more towards the ease of access they need to be around. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's fine. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So, speaking, Ian, new topic. Speaking. But speaking of Archon 1981, this is – I'm somehow – when this stuff comes up now, I got to talk about like uh, I got I have knowledge of this stuff when it's happening, whether it's uh, you know these prototype sales, or whatever else. But Archon 1981, I didn't know it was his name because you know it, you know just, what's his name Stephen just comes up on Facebook and he says, "Hey Pat, I'm just wondering how do you get an NWC cart through uh, security?" And I'm like, "Oh, okay, um, you know I put it in my backpack and they're not going to do anything with it." And I basically asked him why. I basically said, "Are you the are you buying are you the guy buying the one in Seattle?" Because this is the time was about the same. And he says, oh, no, I'm buying a whole new one. I'm like, okay. So then he revealed, I guess once I figured out, oh, this is the, this is Arca nineteen eighty one. This is the guy who did the UWC. So this he posted a video. We'll, we'll, I'll, we'll link it here. So uh, there's a new NWC that was found from the guy who had the UWC prototype. So it is displayed in the video. But also explained to me in the email. So the, the, the former Nintendo employee not just had this prototype, and now he does other stuff. He had two NWC gray carts at the time. He sold one way back, but then he gave one to a friend for free. And so um, when Arca 1981 asked him about the first one, he didn't question, well, did you have a second one? Because who would do that? Who would say, do you have a second one? Right. But, so, but he said, did you have another one? And he said... Uh, the guy who had the ex Nintendo employee said, "Oh yeah, I had another one. I gave it a, gave it away to a friend." So he put Archon in touch with the friend, and they worked out a deal. <laughs> and it was similar to how I got the gold NWC: is that you you fly out, you meet the guy, maybe you have a lunch, you check to make sure it's real, you give him the money, you get back on the plane in a few hours, and you go back home. So, um, 
he won't reveal uh, the price he paid, which is fine. I didn't want to reveal the, the price I paid for the gold one. Well, this is a gray one. But he did tell me that, you know, he got a pretty good deal because the, the person knew about the one I just sold. But the person, and this is some people, maybe they come in the store. They say, well, I don't care if I'm not getting top dollar just because I got it for free or, or nothing. I'm getting cash for it was laying around and you're going to, it's a good home. So he got a well, good deal on it. when someone's there making an offer and you know you can have that money in 30 seconds sure. as opposed to hunting for a buyer. And sometimes you don't, it's just a hassle of I got to wait for three weeks and then, you Trying know. to get top dollar for everything you have is the wrong way to Yeah, and that's and that's like the only that. way, way I could afford the gold NWC is I was the first one to make the offer, but I said, I got the money. You know, you kind of trust me at this point. I'll just fly out. And he's like, okay, fine. He probably could have got, he probably could have got five, six, seven thousand dollars more for that gold if he really hunted around, but he sure. just wanted the money now yeah and i had it barely at the time in like 2000 was that 2011 um yeah that was that was a that was a really gut check moment do i really want to fork out this money for this but uh, you know it was worth it uh but anyway so this is another one found it's 20 it's in the 200 family i had 205 this is like 20 what was it 209 let me check the video real quick so i just think that's interesting how this yeah. stuff works out it's What's just the highest number uh, or a low 300s, low 300s. It's like 320 or so so if, uh, if you want to say there's at least 320 made or 350 somewhere around there, it's probably a safe bet uh, for sure. Uh, label's pretty pretty good. There's like one little nick out of it. Not that we're getting to now, oh, what, what grade would you get on your NWC? But, you know, it's in pretty good shape. The person didn't use it that much. And uh, what was the number on it again here? So I make sure. 208. It's the cousin of my 205. That's kind of adorable. If it was the next number, that'd be kind of freakish. It would be. Uh, it would be kind of freakish. Uh, I wonder if, if there's. I wonder if there's. Any, are there any that are the next number? I, I have to say, check. Is there any sequential? I'll check on Nintendo Age. Uh, but uh, yeah, anything else to add? I just think it's interesting that one comes out of the woodwork and then another one does, and then the UWC one does in like the course of like two weeks. This is all happening. I mean, all I can really say is that the stuff's out there still. Right. Every every time something like this happens, there is a group of people. And I feel like that group of people it sound weird. There's a group of people. And I feel like that group of people might be getting smaller as time goes on that say this is it. Sure. But no, it, I mean it never is. The fact that we're still finding games that no one knew about at all. Yeah, the prototype thing freaks me out that no one even knew that was a game to I mean, even look for. Some people had to know about it, someone worked on it, but you know, who? But they're out they're in Japan maybe. They don't care. Right, exactly. You know? Um you know, and finding these, that's two new NWCs in, it's two of them, right? Two new ones? Two. Two. Two, two new, new ones. Two. Two. Two weeks. Uh, <laughs> two weeks. Any fruits or vegetables? Two weeks. So anyways, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. All right. What did okay. You, what did you find? Any sequential? No, I wasn't looking. I was just looking at oh, okay. uh, Steven's uh, message to me because it was weird because at first he's like, yeah, his first message was literally, hey, Pat, did you have any problems getting your NWC carts on a plane? That was his first message. So I'm like, that's a strange message to send to randomly. Uh, <laughs> are you looking to steal one and make a getaway? Like, what, what's right. going on? And then so, yeah. So I'm happy that uh, Steven uh, got his cartridge. Um, 209, added to the family. I'll look up on Nintendo Age real quick uh, if I can find the thread uh, about because there is a thread in Nintendo Age that tracks who has golds, where they sure. came from, and who has the NWCs, and, and what golds, uh, which ones they are for rare games. And now I cannot find it just because it looks like they might have gotten rid of that thread where I cannot find it easily. We're proud to be working with Flex Pro Meals. They're a meal delivery company that sends healthy pre-made meals to your doorstep. Their goal isn't to give you just a salad, but epic recipes and entrees you may have grown up on that they make healthier 
taste your versions of it. Eating healthy. It's a lifestyle choice, Ian. It's not a two-week gimmick. So it's their responsibility to go the extra mile to give us the most value with a realistic meal options at a good price. They have a weight loss fat trimmer plan for about eight fifty a meal and a lean muscle larger portion plan for about eleven a meal. Those large portions are substantially they're, they're large hefty and huge. Have you yeah. have you have you had the have you had the Speedy Gonzales chicken meal yes, yet? Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. That's a lot of meat. Yeah. Some of the more popular ones are the smoked brisket mac, game day chili, breakfast burrito, chicken oh. alfredo. There's tons and tons of different options. There's tons and of they're variety. They're changing them every, you know, every every few weeks. I'm a big fan of the, like the breakfast, uh, the huevos rancheros. I, I I enjoy that. They have a, they have a steak. They have a new one. It's like steak and eggs. It's delicious. My mouth is warm right now. Sorry. Yep. Yep. Sorry. So for twenty percent off your first order, use code CU Podcast when you visit flexpromeals.com. Twenty percent off. off with the code CU Podcast. You eat healthy meals and you save. Can't go wrong. So you know what's uh, you know it's pretty exciting. What's that, Ian? You know it's real exciting. The Atari VCS is getting more power. Oh my god! It's gonna be a more powerful box of shit than uh, you know we talked about. You <laughs> need really. more power. Ah uh, yes, this Medium dot com uh, article post uh, done actually by the Atari VCS team. I'm like, why does this sound like an advertisement? Oh, because it is. So, the uh, Atari VCS is going to now be powered by a 14nm AMD processor featuring two high-performance Radeon Vega graphics architecture and two Zen CPU cores. What does that mean, Ian? Uh, It means that it's replacing the old model, which was uh, a Bristol Ridge. That was the family. Um, The new processor includes built-in Ethernet native 4K, uh, modern HDCP, and a secure frame buffer that fully supports DRM video. Uh, Netflix, HBO. Et cetera, et cetera. So uh, what they're saying is, just reading from some of this here, is uh, the upgrade will translate to better overall performance in a cooler, quieter box. What was it before? Like a, like a giant fan getting turned on inside? Right. It, that sounds like market speak to me yeah. a little bit. Because there was no fan in the original design, if I recall correctly, wasn't it supposed to be air cooled? Wasn't that one of the things? That, oh no, that I, was that was I believe the Coleco that chameleon. was a chameleon. Was one of the yeah. reasons why it was going to be a failure. Yeah, air cooled, air cooled, or whatever the hell air cooled. Um, so, uh, so the the long story short is this has uh, resulted in the Atari VCS uh, being pushed back to the end of 2019. Originally supposed to be July. Yeah, supposed to be July. Supposed to be. Three and a half months from now, people were supposed to have these in their hands. And now they make the announcement. So that they're changing the processor three and a half months before this thing was supposed to be in people's hands. And um, is it cheaper than the old one? Probably not. I don't think it would be cheaper. Do they really need this to run the hardware? No. And that's that's the big problem here is they've come up with an excuse to push this off. Well, I didn't want to make that direct accusation, but that for a six for a six month period of time, they, they do get that nice excuse built in. Hey guys, we're we're delaying it, but it's going to be better. Well, did it need to be better? Right? Or is this just because, as many of us said at the time, uh, there was no specs, there was no stats. You didn't know these people didn't know what they wanted. My take is that these people had no idea what they wanted to do with this system, mm-hmm. and 
they're spitballing it. It's the only way you can say you're changing the entire core of your system three and a half months is like, okay, well, we've finally decided on, you know, a, a processor. And this is the problem again with, especially for an Indiegogo where you don't have to have a prototype. And um, and who the hell knows? I mean, they had people commenting on this in people from games websites and, you know, getting quotes from them. Who the fuck knows what they were playing on? Right. Like that, and that's why I'm I'm so weirded out by this whole situation. And the fact that this got so much positive press, just because now you weren't playing, especially if there's a new chip, you weren't playing what was people going to get. But at the time, what were you playing? Right. What were you playing? Uh, was it just a mock-up off of some computer they put? They managed to fit in. Was it a production? It wasn't a production model now that? But was it a production model back then? Why won't you read the note? So, people on Indiegogo are have mixed emotions, according to the comments on the Indiegogo. I put the link there if you want to check it out. Um, so, um... Beginning of the end. Some are like, well, this is somewhat of an improvement, at least. This one From guy, what? I don't know. <laughs> from what? An because... Improvement from what? You can't improve on something that you've never seen. Uh, Shane McGeehan says, am I getting robbed again? Yes, Again? First again? the first you... the first the Atari smartwatch on oh, the never come out and here we go again. Isn't it time to stop developing this thing and build it? So a 14 month wait is supposed to now change to 19 months if we are lucky. If you are still designing design, design this thing, then maybe summer of 2021. This wasn't permission, by the way. Well, they got your money; they can do what they want at this point. I mean, this is the danger of pre-ordering a system from a company that has no experience with this thing because it's not the original Atari uh, and, anymore. Uh, seriously, Atari, I mean, thank you for the better processor. I'm, I'm some, also somewhat fine with the delay. I somewhat expected a delay anyway, since nothing seemed to move on this project. People were complaining because they weren't getting regular updates on this, on Indiegogo. Yeah, that's not, that's not, so you weren't getting these up, not this. I, 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 oh, I plus, can't fucking talk. Plus Atari said they this are not, <laughs> oh, that was the best thing we left out. They, 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 they aren't allowed to share specific details because of NDAs, supposedly. Between partners. So Atari can't come out and tell you more details about about what this thing is yet. Oh, this is a fucking joke. <laughs> oh my god, this is such a fucking joke. That's what I saw at least. It's like, yeah, we they can't... It's, it's better... This upgrade will translate to better overall performance in a cooler and quieter box, all with minimal impact to our manufacturing processes. While additional... While, while additional specifications about the new AMD processor will be announced closer to launch, be assured that the new AMD Ryzen processor is a much better fit for this project. What is and the project? What does it fit? What is this machine doing? This is the question. These are the questions we need to ask. That there's no it it exists. It's simply a shell. There's no one's ever talked about what it's really <laughs> supposed to fucking do. It plays Atari games. I just, I fucking can't handle it. It plays Atari. This is going to serve our purpose better. What? The purpose of it sitting on a fucking shelf? (laughs) Well, emulators, a a Gateway 2000 from 1995 can emulate all these Atari games. So I don't know what's, what are we, what, what? It's going to be so fast. It's going to tear ass right into the trash can. (laughs) Fucking. That Space Invader game is going to run. 80 frames instead of 60. Like, I don't know. What are, what are we doing? What What is... Like, Killer app asteroids at 120 uh, frames per second. 8K asteroids. Like, what is... Are, who's buying this at this point? 
not just buying this concept, but who's who's in for this still? We're making it better. It's going to do it better. What's it's going to be it great. Gonna, what's oh, it going to do better? It's the best system. Better? It's going to be the what's best system. What's it going to fucking do better? It's going to it's going to do it better. <laughs> it's going to do what? What is it going to do? It's going to do it real good. We've got the best processors in there to make sure that it does the shit the best. <laughs> what is going on with this? And oh, by the way, they they raised three million dollars. As an aside, three 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 million dollars. Before I I I had the classic joystick is fifty fucking dollars. <laughs> Ian, Ian, we covered this last year, buddy. Forty nine dollars. I'm, I'm getting all mad about it again. <laughs> Forty nine dollars for what's a ten dollar joystick. It's, it's ten dollars. That's a, that's it's, a ten dollar joystick. It's ten dollars less than the modern controller, and it has um, half as many buttons. Half as many buttons. It has a tenth of the buttons. buttons. It has one button, Ian. Classic means one button. Um. Yes, yeah, I know it's disconcerting to get this. Before I had the odds of this coming out as three to two, so favorable odds. I'm giving this now two to one odds. This even comes out two to one, which I and I could maybe even say four to one, but I'll say two to one. I'll still think this is going to come out. I still think so. I still think. I don't know about you. I, I, two to one. Yeah, you know, it's like that's like fifty fifty. I still think this is going to come out. Well, we're improving its ability to do the thing. No, one to one's fifty fifty. Two to one is actually not. Fucking play one hundred and twenty bullshit ports of goddamn Atari games that you don't even get to use the real controllers with. It's going to come with free games. So this should not be fuck. A, fuck. And this is why when me and Ian are pessimistic about this stuff is because we are never proven wrong on these things. We have yet to be proven wrong. Until I am proven wrong on one of these fucking things, one of these emulation boxes that don't blow up when you plug it in, one of these concepts actually comes to, to light and is what is promised, we will continue to be pessimistic about this and say, be very careful with your money because your money is not something to be thrown away willy-nilly on shit that is hard to pull off. Doing a new console is not like, it's not like, I don't know, putting together a, like a sweatshirt. Or kickstarting a, a fucking t-shirt. I don't know. something Or a, a book. This is a lot more complicated to do. We're upgrading our console before it comes uh, Ian, out. It's going to do, do five the, times the stuff. The book's delayed for seven months. Upgrading the paper. Yeah. D- different paper. More stuff. We're going to do more We discovered, new, we discovered a, new, a new paper stock that we got to go back to the drawing board. I'm going to put my fucking fist through a, a, a screen here. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Ian. This is a topic that you you add to the docket. You feel very powerful about. You feel very. I'm, I'm, this is a fucking. This is weird. This is dumb. Uh, it, this is uh, so we have. Okay, so there's a, a supermarket called Aldi. It's okay. big in the UK, I guess. Um, we do have them here. I, I lived directly across the street from one in really? my second apartment. Okay, and uh, for better, it's a great place. Uh, Okay. Everything is fucking cheap as shit. Like, super cheap. But all of the stuff is essentially, like, relabeled name brands, you know? So it's, like, not a dollar store of, no. of food. And it's not a dollar store, but, like, you can, like It's name brand stuff that gets just, they put a new label on. Essentially, it's, yeah. Like, it's, Costco and has Kirkland label. Yeah, exactly. Which is really the regular stuff, but they, you know, make work out deals. So... Aldi is great for that. I used to be able to literally reach into my couch, grab change, and go across the street and be like, okay. Literally. Yeah. You literally. You literally went into your couch and used that I, money. I literally did that once. I lifted up okay. my couch and there was about $2.50. I, I'm a firm enforcer of using literally properly since people don't do that nope, anymore. Okay. I literally did it. Okay. Um, carry on. Couch money. My permission. 
Um, bread, cheese, grilled cheese, done. But so it's very ch- it's very cheap. Um, apparently, it's a bigger store in the UK, okay. uh, more of a normal supermarket. And this is what they're doing: new ad campaign. Hey, new ad campaign. They are putting together tea time takedown. Tea time takedown. They are putting together a team of gamers. Gamers, hey gamers. Similar to the Bully Hunters, if you would heard of the Bully Hunters. I've heard of it. Where basically these gamers will go online and kill your child online. Uh, hired. They're hired, hired mercenaries. They're hired mercenaries to beat up your kid online uh, so that they will quit playing, give up, and go to the dinner table. This is wrong for so many goddamn reasons. One, uh, this is this is co-signing and endorsing. There's a trailer on on YouTube, by the way. Oh, really? I didn't even I didn't see the it. The motiv- the motivation for this campaign comes from the, this is from this article on Dick Sergio. The motivation for this campaign comes from the brand's own data, which claims that 38% of British children refuse to sit down at the family dinner table, with more than a quarter of UK parents blaming online gaming for this phenomenon. This trailer raises a number of questions, at least how the professional players will manage to match up in the same game as the target. According to the terms and conditions, the target must accept an invitation for the esports programmer to join their game. So what is it, like a different hub then? Yeah, because then how would you find them randomly? Yeah, you kind don't. of tough. Like they, so the first thing is this. The, I mean, so you have to lie to your kid and say, "Oh, I found you an online buddy to play," and then you, and then that player, that kid will be so. First of all, there there has to be a lot worse, but then not get frustrated enough, but then not kick that player out of their game eventually. Right. Is it trying to teach them a lesson that maybe this is a futile waste of my time in a weird way? This is a bunch of wrong-headed dick swinging by uh, Aldi, and I don't, I don't like it. Stick to selling your, your discount broccoli. That's what, I, that's what I'll say, right? You don't really go there for produce. You definitely oh, go okay. there for your, your canned goods. Your ramen, your yeah, canned yeah. goods, your, your canned goods. chicken noodle soup, your yep. Campbell's. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Pro gamers are being drafted from uh, Velocity Esports. It, it, it's weird to okay. me that... I have a couple things to say. One, it's kind of fucked up. That's kind of like co-signing and endorsing online bullying. You're you're paying someone to harass your kid until they give up. Well, not harass if you just get a spanking at a game. Yes. But it's 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 encouraging if if your kid's on the playground playing basketball. Let's hire a, a yeah. professional. Let's let's hire LeBron James to destroy your kid twenty-one nothing <laughs> in a game. It's fair, but it's still crappy to do that. Yeah, it's it's crappy to do it too. Try fucking parenting. This wouldn't be an issue. What's parenting? I don't know what that is. It wouldn't be an issue if you taught your kid boundaries and respect and that dinner time is dinner time. Yes. And parents also need to understand to a degree, people, at least the ones that have no like real uh, concept of, you know, gaming and online games, that if you're going to let your kid play online games, the idea of stop right now and come to the dinner table doesn't work. Give them a 15-minute heads up. Yeah. Give no. them a 15-minute heads up hey, and say, hey, I know hey, you're playing hey, online. Hey, champ, we're, we're playing, we're eating in hey, 15 champ. minutes. Hey there, Ace. I, I knew a kid that his mom would call him champ in front of all of our faces, and we were like, oh, God. Oh, no. God, one of those. Oh. All, yeah, I felt really bad for the kid. The kid became, I think he was almost a pro golfer anyway. But, um, hey, champ. 15 minutes, buddy. Come on down. And if any reasonable kid was out, thanks, thanks, Dad. I'll, I'll finish this game up. That's more than enough to finish an, uh, my Fortnite fucking thing. I'll be dead in yeah. a second. And then if he doesn't come down, but you have a talk and you're like, okay, 
when I say that to you, it's to give you time. Reason with the child first. Yeah. If you if you come down, we can enjoy dinner together, and then you can go back to playing if your homework's done. But if you don't listen to me, you're not playing at all. And that's and that's how you get the parent. You're nice until yeah. you got to be firm. And I'm not your friend. I'm your parent. Yep. I'll pretend to be your friend until you turn on me, and now we got a problem. You got to be a little mafia to your kid. <laughs> I think a little bit. Like you show them the good uh. path. You take the you take the payout. If not, there's a head in your bed. That's right. You know, choice A or B. Offer you can't refuse. That's how you get a, how you get a parent. That's past per, parental tips of the day. Even though I'm not a parent, and there's a ninety percent chance I will never be. So that's. <laughs> but this is insane. Yeah. This is this is nuts. I can't picture any parent doing this. But maybe there's parents that are afraid of parenting, and they'll do that. Maybe it's like pain. It's like paying a, a random stranger with a scheme ass to run and run into your house and take the tablet out of your kid's hands. Yeah. Instead of saying, stop playing your bubble yeah. bubble cat soup game or something. I don't know what that is. Bubble cat soup. Bubble cat soup. Is that a download it now on the app store? There's probably an app for, for that anyway. Soupy cat. Soupy cat bubble game? That in, in public G battlegrounds? Public um, battlegrounds <laughs> G. <laughs> soon to be on the Atari VCS. All right. Because it's better now. Tea time takedown coming soon to a village in the UK near you. I suppose. All right. Ian. Yeah. We have a scumbag. Seller. Of the week. week. This is week for a scumbag seller of the week, Ian. This is an eBay seller starting over 1118. Selling digital versions of not a certain NES guidebook. Because I have the copyright to that. I can do that. Digital versions of all Nintendo Power issues. From 1988 to June 2001, issues 1 to 145 for the very low price of $24.99. Whoa, that's pennies an issue. Uh, uh, digital download, digital download, which you, you cannot do this, by the way, even if it was legal, I think you can do this on eBay. Yeah. Not physical copies, PDF download link. I am offering a service to, de- to a service to download every Nintendo Power issue from when the Nintendo Power series magazines first started in 88 all the way to the middle of June 2001. Why not just all of them at that point? You'll need a lot of space on your hard drive to download. This is all in cast, by the way. You need a lot of space on your hard drive to download the file. NFS broadband internet connection. Also check to be sure you do not have any internet caps and are capable of downloading large files through your internet search provider. Why don't you just, why don't you just be like the last company so week and put them on your PC for you at that point? Yeah. The ship, the listing is in red caps. The listing is not for a physical copy. Nothing will be shipped. No refunds will be given because of not reading the listing. You are purchasing it. My service is providing a download link to access the books. (laughs) Here's the link. You're not buying any actual books. Wow. Okay. But then when you see the other items, Ian, he's selling Nintendo Player's Guide just one. For the cost of actually buying the player's guide for real. $19.99 for the Super Mario All-Stars Nintendo Player's Guide. The digital, digital download. Yes. Wow. Yes, Ian. The Donkey Kong Country. Remember that guy? Super Nintendo Guide? $19.99 for giving you a download link. Killer Instinct. Same thing. This is insane. Somehow he's selling a WWE Network account. I'm not going to ask what's going on there, but he's selling it. How about the Legend of Zelda Oracle of Agents slash Seasons uh, Nintendo Player's Guide uh, digital download for $19.99? Totally on the up and up and legit, not doing anything wrong. The Street Fighter 2 guy, which I don't think I've come across that. Nintendo put that out. Street Fighter 2 Turbo Guide. I actually, I did see that. Uh, Yoshi's Yoshi's Island Guide. I think I have that one. I definitely don't have the Street Fighter one. Um, Yeah. And he's selling like NES classes on the side. That's real. And things like that. This is just, first of all, it's illegal. 
Uh, it goes against terms of service as well. And uh, it's just garbage to do that. Yeah. It's just garbage. Yeah, we've seen a lot of scumbag sellers in the past, you know, while that are, uh, you know, now they're selling services. Services! But your well, service well, is illegal. Your service is an email link to a yeah. torrent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's your service. You will need to get BitTorrent. Are you going to walk me through that? Or is it just like, uh, you know, a, a WeTransfer link? Or is it a, a Google hold, Drive link? going to hold my dick and tell me how to do all this. <laughs> okay. That's, that's extra. I don't know, Ian. He's <laughs> um, always selling the real Goosebumps um, complete collection, but the, but the real ones. So there you go. If you want a Goosebumps collection. Are you sure they're not photocopied on the fucking napkins? <laughs> on napkins? <laughs> don't wipe your face after having that beef chili by accident. <laughs> that bratwurst chili. Flexpromeals.com. Use code CUPODCAST. Save 20%. It's delicious. It's delicious. It's a lot of, it's a lot of beef. A lot of fucking beef. A lot of protein and fat. It's no, no carbs. You go keto on that. Anyway, um, anything else to add? This is just... No. This is almost charming in its, in its uh, I don't know, brazenness. Uh, to do something like this, to sell a, a PDF download link to something. Uh, next, we'll find a certain NES guidebook as a scumbag sale of the week. I actually had to take someone down off of uh, eBay. eBay was very cooperative. Someone was selling a digital download oh, wow. for like five bucks. You know, so I was like, all right, I'll take it down. They, they're very cooperative for copyright for stuff like that. You fill out a form that's lickety split, it's done on that. So, all right, well, there you go. Uh, so, uh, starting over, 1118, you are the scumbag. Seller of the week. All right, Ian. Uh, we have uh, Tales, Tales from the, from game, the store. game Store. Which is probably not the most popular segment. <laughs> if our careers weren't over, this would be a, people would be loving these. Yeah, it's a shame that no one's hearing these. So, I'm sitting at work. It's probably, I don't know, 11.30. It's slow. It's like a Thursday. And uh, I'm getting some stuff done. I've had some customers come in. And long story short, Trey ends up coming in. So Trey stops in to, you know, we're chatting business. We're transferring some stuff. And uh, we were talking about how there was a um, guy uh, who had dropped off a system. Okay. The previous week. Uh, No, he came to pick up a system the previous week. And he took it home. And uh, he said that it wasn't working and that the disc was all scratched up. But when we looked at it, the, the system had been sitting in the back of the uh, store for over six months, almost a year. And, uh, you know, there was nothing wrong with it. We tested it. Um, so he brings it back. We test it. The... System works fine. The disc itself is scratched. It's a Grand Theft Auto Five disc, and he's saying that um, you know basically that you know something that we did caused the disc to get scratched. So we ask for like the paperwork, or whatever, and he's like, I, I, you know, I, I don't have it, and we noticed that it was fixed like a year ago, and he goes, Oh well, the reason it took me so long to pick it up was because I was in jail. Okay, the guy brought you a system. He brought us a system to get repaired. Ended up going to jail. And then nine, you know, it's like almost a year later, comes to pick it up. Okay. Then says that it's our fault because the disc is scratched. What system was this? This was a PlayStation 4. Okay. PlayStation 4. Yeah, PlayStation 4. So, anyways. So it's well out of warranty because he was in prison. Um, okay. 
but Treg doesn't want to. Treg's just like fine, fuck it. So he opens it up, takes a quick look at it. Essentially, there's nothing he can do. Talks to the guy, whatever. Sends it off. That's it. So, anyways, he's telling me the story about how this ends, about how they couldn't fix it, and the guy, you know, ended up, you know, taking I think like a refund or something. Okay, like that, just to get him out of the fucking. Just get him out. Just get him out of our hair. So then he goes, oh, by the way, did you read this? And he picks up a letter that was sent to Luna. Trey had a letter. Yeah. It had been sitting sitting in, uh, like behind the counter where the mail sits for uh, probably about two weeks. I had seen it. And I was like, no. I said it wasn't addressed to me. But it was an envelope with like hand, like it was handwritten in pencil on the front of it. We okay. occasionally get letters like that. Sometimes they're compliments. Sometimes they're complaints. Sometimes they're strange letters to me. Handwritten letters or type, typed up. So, anyways, Trey goes, well, sort of related. You should read this. Hands me the letter. So, I open it up and <laughs> we'll call the guys Bert. That's Bert, not, okay. That's, that's not his real name, but we'll call him Bert. Uh, Bert's letter starts off, hello, about two years ago, I was a customer at Luna Video Games, and I I ended up with um, uh, store credit. I think he said it was like $15 in store credit. I am currently in jail with no one else. Could we please take this store credit, and could you convert it into a gift box in the prison? He wanted us to take his old credit and convert it into commissary money in prison. Wait, what? How are you supposed to do that? He provided an email address where you can go and you can choose to, like, put money into a, a, into in a prisoner's account. account. Okay. So, <laughs> that was basically it. <clears throat> For $15 worth, of, what is that, like a, a pack of cigarettes in the commissary? I have no idea. Two, buy, two packages of ramen? I don't know. And this, and this was the refund money from the system for the PS4. No, no, this is a completely different. Oh, person. A, a, a different yeah, prisoner. Yeah, Trey was just like you know, since we're talking about prison. Oh, um, okay, yeah. it's a different prisoner. <laughs> yes. So, do you remember how he got that credit? He traded some prisoner. Games? I have no idea. He said it was like two years ago. I think is what the letter said. So it wasn't even like it was credit that was you know freshly obtained, and then you know he's walking away, and they're like, "Hey, we're putting you in the pokey." No, that's that's not. So a, he wanted Trager you to go online, go to this commissary website, and put money into his account in the equivalent of fifteen dollars, and tear up the credit. Yes, I would have did it for like five bucks. All right, you want five bucks? I'll, I'll get you a couple of combo snacks uh, packs. I mean, I'll do that. <laughs> I mean, and you know, for funsies, I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh yeah, this is well, this is crazy. This is real wild. And Trager's like, no, you really have to like think about it for a second. He's got the so time much, to remember his credit because he's like in prison because he's like so much weird shit happens here. He's like that. You kind of get numb to it. He's like, but this is truly fucking crazy. This man is in jail asking us for snacks. There's a lot of stuff that goes on in, in jail or prison that you got to worry about. Handwritten letter, pencil. He has, he needs a friend to maybe. I don't know. Maybe there's someone else to, to buy him a pack of cigarettes or whatever else he bought the concert. What do you buy at the concert? Like candy, like candy bars, I guess. I don't know. You, you like buy like fruit? you buy like fruit and you buy like food and snacks. Dry ramen, I know, is a big one. Is that a big one in prison? Yeah. Dry ramen. Can you make it in your cell? You can make it in a coffee maker. 
they allow you to have a cough maker in prison? I think they. I think that's they have, common uh, ones. Will, will allow you to boil water in your cell? I don't uh, maybe not in the cell. I was gonna say I don't know. Maybe it's a common area. Common area. Yeah. I guess if it depends if it's if it's locked down or if it's like a county jail sort of thing, like if it's minimal security. Well, I'm not thinking about this too much. This is insane. Yeah. Right. I mean, you remember the credit. First of all, you got to remember the credit. We, we and then you take your time in prison to write the letter to someone. We we live in a world where I can say things like this, and we're like, yeah, that's weird, but not. You have to think on it for a second. You're like, no, that's more than fucking weird. So, okay, yeah, there was that. And then I had a guy call me up and insist that there was Halo on the Dreamcast, but that was... It's a twofer. Yeah, yeah, that was just a guy who was... He called me up and I... Uh, he's like, you gotta help me out. And I said, okay. You gotta help me. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in prison. And I can hear someone talking, yeah, right? And I can hear someone talking in the background. And he's like, was Halo on the Dreamcast? And I'm like... No. And he's like, not ever. And I go, sir, 100% Halo was not released on the Dreamcast. It was a prototype. There was, there's like a, yeah, like a homebrew, but yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was never released on the Dreamcast. And he goes, well, can you look it up? <laughs> he's like, can it's, you, it's not Alexa, it's Ian. He's like, can you, can uh, hey, Ian, can you, was, was, yeah. <laughs> was, was Halo on the Dreamcast? He goes, he goes, can you look it up? He's like, I swear my buddies and I played Halo oh, all not, the time. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a fucking idiot. You're I, I, I was saying Half-Life. Half-Life. Yeah. Halo? No, there's... What? No, there was no... There's, Halo there's like, did... No, there was there's, there's like a There's like a shitty homebrew-like Halo that someone... Oh. I think that someone no, there made. was a Half-Life prototype. Yeah, yes, That's what I was yes, thinking exactly. about. Not no, Halo. No, not Halo. Uh, I'm a fucking idiot. Half-Life. But, so... <laughs> I'm your friend. This guy calling. And he's like, oh, I'm sure I played it with, with my buddy. I'm like, no... And I can hear the person in the background. It sounds like a I'll look this up. Dreamcast sounds Halo. like a woman or, 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 or uh, um, like a, a young person in the background. And I hear the voice go, "I told you, I told you." And he goes, "No, I know I played it." <laughs> and he's like, "Can you look it up?" And I said, "Well, I said you can." Halo revamped. It was yeah. It came out looks like seven eight years ago in the Dreamcast. Someone came out with it. So I just said I. Yes, I can. It's not here. I said there's nothing that's going to change the fact that it's not on the Dreamcast. And he's just, like, getting all aggressive. I think what happened was, is he was, he said that he played Halo on a Dreamcast. Some friend of his was like, no, you didn't. That's bullshit. And he thought he was going to get the big victory by calling the video game store and being like, yeah, Halo's on the Dreamcast, right? First of all. Uh, according to this, uh, according to this article, it looks like it was originally planned to be an exclusive on Dreamcast before it went another <laughs> way. Which I didn't know that. That's interesting. Uh, but the fact that he would think like you'd be like the the guru of all video game knowledge that he could just talk to you on the phone because you're working a video game. So I just think it's funny. Uh, that happens yeah. a lot. That's not that uncommon. Well, you honestly. know a lot. I'm not saying you don't, but like everything. Oh, no. I'm, just, I'm just saying you like know. people will call the store to ask fucking random Alexa like questions, about, and then that's it. They they'll call and they'll ask, you know. Ooh, what year did Mario Three come out? And it's like, huh? It's like it's easier to, to find the number of, versus just looking it up on right. Google search. And, and they, they're not looking for games. This is what I would say. Buy. They just I, call. I would ask the email address, <laughs> and I would literally do one of those. One of those. Uh, let me Google that. Google that for you. Links. Yeah. That emails them, and then I would do that. Hey, what's your email address? I'll get back to you. I would do that. I'd be that that petty to let them know this is a waste of my fucking time. Don't ask me questions. You can Google. I'm actually now looking at an image. I guess of what. It was going to look like on the Dreamcast uh, Halo. Interesting. I did not know that. And then they re- then they went to, with the, the Xbox after that. Okay, I did not know. So it wasn't an exclusive. It almost was on the Dreamcast, it seems like. Interesting. You know, like these two-furs we have uh, 
uh, here uh, for these tales, these tales from, from the game store. The game store. 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 Ian, we have a Patreon Q&A. You How do you access Patreon.com slash CU Podcast. Man, it's, it's like clockwork now. You get some now. writing. You get some hangouts. You get all the access you, to the whole podcast. You get the podcast. full video podcast. Yeah. And remember, this is an audio podcast, and then we break it up for you fellows. For the algorithm, we break it up. I don't know. Or actually, you know, some people put the whole podcast on there, but we we gotta you know we gotta keep the keep the lights on in Castle Country here. For this what do we got? There. All right, what in, we got? in third place at twenty percent. Do you think that Twitch streams are the future of presenting content? That was actually uh, Kate's suggestion, so I put it on there. Um, the movie second place the movies hanging out. What, what would a CU podcast movie look like? Twenty seven percent and number one runaway hit fifty three percent popular vote. What retro game console would you want an entire library of? No questions asked. Ian, take it away. This was your idea, I believe. Uh, sh- no questions asked. It would probably be PC Engine, but I would... Is that 700 games about? Uh, between CD and card, I think so, yeah. Um, it'd be real tempting to say yes to an entire Genesis collection. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just because I love the I love the Sega Genesis, but I don't have the flash cart to play them all right now. I have the shitty flash cart. You, you don't have the. the I have like the Crix the, one. I have I I have like the lower end of the Crix one. You don't have the newer one, right? Um, but I don't collect a ton anymore, and I I constantly see of all the systems that I see at um, game shows and conventions. The only system that I'm really tempted to buy stuff for that I don't already, namely my PC Engine and my black and white Game Boy, is the Genesis. But I just don't want to go down that hole again. Rabbit hole? Yeah, and I I had it once, one time before, and had a large chunk of my Genesis collection stolen. And I think you told me that's a whole other story. Yeah, and then I just, I I haven't really gone back to it. But the thing is, is there are Genesis games that I like that I would like to own. Um, But, you know... Honestly, doing the effort, actually collecting, finding the storage space seems miserable. So, yeah, if someone was like, yeah, you've got the whole collection and it's in a room there and it's not in anyone's way, that would be what I would take. Would you want to look through my collection before I sell off some of my Genesis stuff? I got some decent stuff. I don't want to buy it. I got Felios and I got Truxton right there. You stop. I maybe would take Truxton. Oh, okay. Now now I'm tempted. I got some weird esoteric. I have Wardner. It's a weird-ass one. Yeah, it is. You don't find too often. And the funny thing about the Wardner one, the reason that comes to mind is that I I found it at at a at a convention. You know, it's a very uncommon game. You don't find yeah. it, and I found it, and I'm like, this looks cool. I was check my list. I didn't have it. I came back later. It was gone. I came back home. I had it. It's one of those weird things that like I did have it. This happened yeah. to me before. This happened with the Hurricanes on the Super Nintendo. This is an aside where I was like, I don't, I think I had this for some reason, and it, it wasn't listed that I put it down. I owned Hurricanes. That went from like a ten dollar game to a hundred. In like a year, when people discovered like, oh, there's Super Nintendo games that are hard to find yeah. that aren't like the popular ones, like Hagani. So it's PC. It's, it was PC Engine, but then you, you really Genesis. Yeah, because honestly, I, I enjoy the collecting for the PC Engine. I enjoy the hunt Genesis. It'd be cool just to have all that stuff complete in front. So of So this me. is a weird question for me because I have three libraries of games that were my top choices: Nintendo, Turbo Graphics, and Master System, at least for the U.S. Uh, I could expand, though, and say, well, there's a lot of cool European Master System games and weird-ass ones in South America that would be nice to have. That sure to, is I mean, cool stuff. Was there like another two, 200 at least that didn't come out here? 250? Like, I think it's like 200. You know, I have, I have a couple like Operation Wolf, but I don't have like the Mortal Kombat that came out. I don't have like the, you know, Sonic 2, and I don't have some of the, like Sonic Spinball, whatever the hell else came out. Street Fighter. Yeah, I don't have all this weird-ass crappy Master System games. I would like uh, to play some of them. 
Uh, so I would say Mash System might be an interesting one just because... A lot, and a lot of these games are cheap, though. You just got to get them shipped. A lot, in Europe, they're, they're, they're dirt cheap a lot of it because it was more common there. A right. Lot of these it's just getting them over here. That's what. Uh, something tells me it would be interesting to own a 2600 library just because no one has an entire 2600 library. Actually, I, you're right. If we're talking like truly like miraculous No things, one has every Atari 2600 North American game. Yeah. Because there's... A complete Atari collection. No. Including everything that we don't know about. Because uh, games like Gamma Attack and Red Sea Crossing, there's a handful of copies or less. The Birthday Cart, if you want to count that, there's less than like a handful that exist. Um, yeah, it's it's a weird... And of course, the, the fucking uh, Air Raid. Uh, there's like less than what fifteen of them that exist, or there's not a lot of them. Um, so those are games that big collectors like Rich Weiss have almost all of them, but even people like that don't have all of them. So the, it's it'd be almost like a feather in your cap. Yeah, I got every. Plus, they're just fucking weird. Knowing that this game was like hand soldered in some guy's basement, yeah, and he sold it in a magazine that like eight people saw and like four people ordered. It's just there's a weird part of gaming history that. Locks beyond to, to that uh, part of it. Like, this is, like, in its most infantile form, home video games. Like, right before it blew up, you know, you have people making them. This is the last time people were making them and releasing them like that. Like, no one's making Switch games in their basement and releasing them. You know, like, no. it's, it's not one-man operations anymore. I mean, you have independent games that get released physically, but it's different than how that was. It was it was literally a one-man operation. It, was, it appeals to me. Uh, the Atari 2600, and to that extent, I probably get Mike Mateo would probably be jealous if I did that. So he's a big 2600 guy uh, when it comes to that. Uh, yeah, I think those are the, the two for me. Those are the two fers uh, that would would appeal to me the most. Um, but I, I, that mash system thing, I think I'm basically winding down on my collecting career. I might go out and get some of those weird ass mesh system games just because it could be fun to have them. Yeah, might as well. And a lot of them, I said, a lot of them aren't, aren't that much. Uh, to have, he's got to find like a buyer to ship him over uh, for you. All right, thanks for that uh, that Patreon poll question. Patreon.com slash so you podcast. So we've got a Q and A uh, this week. It is oh boy, this is a fun one. Yeah. Oh it, boy, I got to find the Twitter thread. Oh boy, it is. Oh boy, yeah, it's 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 gross. Oh it, boy, it is from Aaron Bossig at Aaron Bossig. Um, Talk about the Polymega mudslinging at Analog despite the Mega SG releasing earlier, cheaper, and doing a better job while Polymega still hasn't shown off the prototype or the unit they specified during the pre-orders. Okay, so... This is so bad that I feel like it has to be a work. This has got to be some sort of It's fucking... almost like a parody account. Yeah. So, so this is what happened. So Polymega has been pretty quiet for a while. By the uh, way, if you search Polymega on Twitter right now, yeah. uh, someone suggesting it as a topic for us is four down. Yeah. No, I mean, and then find the actual oh, yeah. t- Twitter thread. Sure. So they announced huge update coming next week on March 12th, and they show this chip, nine, 970 Evo chip. A graphics chip, I guess? That sounds like it's a graphics sort of chip or something, or graphics card. So um, you click on it, um, and then, oh, wow, it's hard to follow this, this thread. Oh, this is how it started. This guy named Adam says, if it's not FPGA support, I'm not listening. They replied, this is their official account. Get smart. FPGA on its own is fraught with limitations. Uh, The makers of the Mega SG even tried to blame Sega for the technological shortcomings of their, in quotes, amazing FPGA system. Wake us up when it's compatible with 32X and 32X CD and don't have to spend extra $100 on a dying Sega CDs. Sega CD. 
Retro RGB replied, lashing out at analog toy makes sense, seeing that as their Super NT and NT Mini were phenomenal products, just like your, oh wait, that's right, you haven't released your Raspberry Pi yet. Good luck using slander as marketing. I'm not, I'm sure no one will figure it out. Polymega came back and went at analog for their little digs about saying this is no bullshit fake hybrid emulation, which analog did say. That's fine. Uh, they, they did, but they were right to, to call out Polymega about that. So Polymega uh, has obviously some heat with analog. Uh, they're competitors directly. Uh, they said in this reply, Polymega, fact, Mega SG doesn't play 32X games. Our Genesis module does. End of story. And then it gets worse. Our Retro RGB says what I says. Who says it doesn't play 32X? Once Analog releases their RGB adapter, I'll test. There's no reason it shouldn't work. And the good thing about, about the firmware updates to FPGA, they could yeah. have support for that. Yes, exactly. Uh, my guess is according to you that it doesn't matter because I already play a 32X on my iPhone. Um, pro tip, hire a marketing person, not a Twitter troll, and it just degrades yep. from there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My argument is, who the fuck cares about the 30 to 40 uh, 32X games when I'm playing the entire Genesis library perfectly uh, well with an FPGA, which would be better than a RetroPie device? That's my argument, first of all. Sure. Yeah, it's, That's a very small price to pay. It's uh, At some point... Who fucking cares about 32X uh, support? People like seeing an underdog... Uh, you know, fight back and win. And it has, and it has. By the way, it has managed to support perfectly on, on the. Yeah, on the, but this is not. Know. This is not an underdog. This is the sort of hitting back that would be great if this company was uh, actually under any sort of siege. But they're not. They're just being no pricks. They're being loud babies. They they made a decision that was they they, had, they were yet another team that had a pie in the sky idea, and there was going to be modules and FPGA and they made a bad calculation and instead of just scrapping the system and saying we can't do it they said we're going to use hybrid emulation we're ditching the FPGA which means that this is just a fancy more expensive Retron 5 essentially this is doing very similar things to the Retron 5 with modules with modules so don't be upset when what you initially pitched was something that people might have been interested in, and it no longer is now. You cannot sit here, and it doesn't matter how many times you say that it's better technology. You can do it until you're blue in the face. You can't just claim inferior tech is the better tech and walk away from it. That doesn't work. And then they double down. Someone said, uh, <laughs> uh, feed me, daddy. Baby wants his Sega games in HDMI. So, so good. And then someone named Matt says, Mega SG. Polymega says, Mega SG doesn't play 32X or 32X CDs, but enjoy. That's that's what you're going to hang your head on. Superior FPGA versus emulation um, for the for the 700 game Genesis library. That that's bullshit. But oh, worry about fucking Sega CD games, uh, Sega CD 30, slash 32X games that no one cares about. I mean, the thing playing is, really playing it as close to perfect as possible is. Um, uh, and by the way. Analog has put out products, right? A stream of products for years and years yeah, and years. Not it, a bunch of bullshit and uh, you know, in 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 so puffed up, yeah, statements. The likelihood <laughs> of the Mega SG eventually being able to do thirty two X is probably pretty high. Kevtris is a magician. At which point, the Poly Mega cannot fall back on. The only thing they can say is that we have a CD drive uh, support. That's the only thing they can say. But they, I'm, I'm they, sure they can figure out a CD drive though that to hold so on to. So they can't fall back on that. It, it, it's 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 absurd. I I would rather be able to play 
the Genesis library near perfectly, then emulate and have the 32X and 32X CD available. Mm-hmm. Do we want to preserve that? Yeah. Are there, are there things that might be fun on there to play every once in a while? Sure. But acting like this is some sort of incredibly important distinction is is ridiculous. But it's all they have to hold on to because they know their tech sucks. Wow. Now you have people defending it. Well, this... You know, they're saying bad things like, "Well, you can't use a you can't use a flash drive with your uh, Mega SG." It's like, why not? I can use, I can use a, f- a flash drive with with the with the the, the Super NT. Yeah. It, re- it reads it fine. It reads it as a like like a normal system would. What's the difference uh, there? Um, yeah, this is not good. This is just awful PR. Yeah, it's just terrible. Even if we, even though you don't agree with with, with with the way the system's gone, and people don't, and they have the right to be upset they changed FPGA to, to emulation, yeah. you cannot go after people like this. You can't. Yeah. What if this comes out and it's a success? And then people are turned off. And then you're, yeah, you know, and it's a minor success, but then, you know, it goes to move mainstream and people look at how shitty and unprofessional the company was. Yeah. What if what? And by the way, there has not been a lot of updates. No, look at their Twitter. They they reached their five hundred thousand goals like two months uh, in September. They show them playing a, some sort of prototype in with someone up uh, uh, Peter Kitch uh, in in uh, October, and then from there there was an update February twelfth. Got an idea for an NES game? Want to see it on Polymega? Use NES Maker software, which we talked about is great. For some contest, so there's a four month period with no update, really, for something they took over half a million dollars for, no update, but a huge coming next week. This is awful PR. Yeah, I mean that's all I could say. If I wanted to support this and thought this was a good idea, I would still say this is awful PR either way. Oh yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, don't know. There's no way you can say that's good PR even if you. Oh, they had a ton. Whoever's running this account, they had a ton of responses on March 12th. They're, I mean, this is like. They had like 30 responses that day to everyone. And that was a month between their last response, by the way, between February 14th and March 12th. They just went, they're arguing that, oh, don't worry about the, the Mega SG. No, worry about the Mega SG. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a hit because the, uh, the Super NT is fantastic. Yeah. For, from what I hear about the, I don't have the, I wish I had a Mini NT. I wish they did more of them. I, I really wish I did. I buy a Mini NT. I should have bought one. I should have. And Ian's going to get the Mega SG. Right? I might get it. Maybe. I might get the Mega SG. It's, it's going to be worth it to me. I'm certainly not getting a Polymega. Certainly not. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. That's it uh, for this CU podcast. That's that. This is, this is, we got a lot packed in, like an hour and a half. Yeah. That was, was economical. It, we did was good. it an hour and a half only? I got an hour and 15, I think. Oh, no. It was not an hour. It could not have been an hour and 15. We were going. That's the one bad thing about OBS that doesn't tell you the, the, the runtime of everything. And we started somewhere between around quarter after. So, yeah, Well, it. all right. All right, this was—I feel like high five, Ian. Yeah, I don't, don't do I don't know. That was that was a weirdly. Uh... And Ian's already packing up in the podcast. Not over. I don't know why he does. Like I thought, you know, we're still, we're still, we're still going. But we're, uh, we're talking about final times. We... Final times. You can't wait. It's like you try, running to take a piss, like oh, back in 2013. Uh, check out, uh, check out ultimate if you want to pre-order a Super Nintendo book. Um, the NES book is uh, not to, uh, not to, you know. Not to alarm you, the NES book is running out of copies, but I will do a third print run. Um, so don't 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 get one from a reseller. That happened the first time. I had to call some out people charging too much money. One did sell uh, for over a hundred. But um, yeah, uh, and then I'll be streaming. I'll be streaming on Twitch uh, a little bit more here and there. But definitely after this podcast, I'll be doing it. So Ian wants to get out. Ian hates my presence. 
Uh, all right. He's going to go home and write uh, a couple of your next NES review after you update the other ones. What are you going to do? I think it's F1. F1? Uh, F1 uh, built to win. Oh, built to win. I was like, I was like, what? F1. I don't remember F1. Oh, go, go for it. All right. For Ian Ferguson, I'm Pat Contry. Uh, we'll see you next week. With my hair probably cut a little bit. Next week.